Okay. Boom. We're going. What is this, episode four? Four? Is it three? I think it's four. Episode four. Yeah, because three was the 2am one. Let's start off. We're a bit late on this upload, aren't we, Ollie? We are. How have you been getting on? All right. Feel, I've had a headache for about four days. Really. Yeah, I think Amy messaged the Instagram saying, COVID. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, you know what? I didn't even ask that. Okay. <laughs> didn't even ask what the symptoms were. No. I was... I, I, just like headache. What You've not been sleeping, have you? Not, not sleeping too well, but headache. and I drink so much water. So, so much water. But I still, I don't know what it is. Keeps you up, doesn't it, when you, when you stay hydrated? Yeah. Always getting up every like half an hour to go to the bathroom. Not getting out about as much like walking and stuff as well, so that's probably not healthy either. So, I mean, I've been the opposite, you know. So mm-hmm. while you've been going downwards, I've uh, been I've got a little bit of a routine at the minute. Twenty k in the bike makes you feel good. Thanks. Yeah, it it does. You know, it really does. Like I hate cardio, me, but you know we've got a spin bike in that in the in this laundry room. Is that past the helicopter pad? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I thought, you know what? Like, I'm going to go on it because, not for body composition purposes, but just because I was bored. And I put some, like, tr- like techno on, and I was fucking going. Yeah, like, I was just, like, smashing it out. And before I knew it, had, I did 10K in 20 minutes. I wasn't, like, you know, proper going for it, but I was, like, going. And I thought, you know what? I may as well do 20. Did you have so cycle? Say again. Did you have cycling shorts on? No, no. I just had like I was literally wearing nothing but shorts. I wasn't even I wasn't even wearing I wasn't even wearing anything. I was just wearing shorts. Didn't even have shoes on. But um basically, so uh, every morning, uh, wake up, do twenty K on the bike, and then I'll drink a liter of water, have a protein shake, and then have breakfast and then shower, cold shower, two minutes, freezing cold shower. And I, I was a new man. Not Basically, not for the for this entire podcast, you have to refer to me as Wim Hof. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I've been getting up early and then thinking, right, what I've got to do today? And think, fucking nothing. I must have tidied my, my apartment about 14 times. Yeah. I left my apartment yesterday. Yeah, and I saw you. See the video. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, gave it a bit of a clean, but it wasn't that bad. But anyway, it's... um. The roads, you'll know this better than me because you've been out to work and stuff, but the roads are busier now, aren't they? More yeah. people are starting to go out and stuff. I went to the petrol station on the corner on Saturday. Today went to Monday. Yeah, Saturday. There was a KFC on the petrol station and the queue was going out past the roundabout. You couldn't get into the petrol station. I was fuming. I was absolutely fuming. I've, see, I've seen this on the news and I just don't understand. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love KFC. Like, I do, but you won't catch me queuing up for more than 20 minutes for a KFC. The guy said to me, I rocked up. He was like, 45 minute wait. And I was like, mate, I'm getting from the petrol. Like, yeah. Was, right, well, you just have to wait in the queue. I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. And then he said to me, uh, some people came out and they were the windows down and they were just going, no fucking gravy. They've run out of fucking gravy. Oh my god! Well, KFC without gravy is just pointless. No gravy. I'd veer off the road and go into a lamppost, mate. I'm not having that. It's ridiculous. Imagine the turmoil. You're so excited. KFC chips. Here's something for you. KFC chips are the worst chips on the planet, unless you've got gravy. Combined with the gravy, they're yeah. uh, worldly. I mean, I, I, 
I can eat anything, me. The only thing I will I refuse to eat is oysters. So if I had KFC chips and there was no gravy, I'd still manage. Why oysters? I, I, well, I'll tell you a story. I was in, when I was in Thailand, I went to this, I was with a couple of girls and they took me to this really fan. It was really fancy. It was traditional, but fancy uh, seafood restaurant. Mm-hmm. I like seafood. I like lobsters. I like crab and, you know, shellfish, but oysters. I know it's a shower, but oysters is a big no. But this entire restaurant was just an abundance of different oysters. Yeah. And they were, yeah. And they were like, oh, this is a, re- a delicacy. Like people love this over here. And I was like, I didn't want to look uncool. I didn't want to look like a typical British person abroad. Oh, I won't, I won't try that. Like you know, so I'm like, I'll try it. Taking your ketchup home with you. Yeah, and uh, it, it literally the way I describe it. Anyone that hasn't eaten oysters before, the way I describe it is, it, it imagine going in your garden and finding a slug on the floor and putting it in your mouth and swallowing it. That's what it tastes. That's what it felt like. So nice. So, yeah, I mean, like you know, they they put like spice and stuff on it and made it a little bit better but that's like putting fucking salt and pepper on shit mm-hmm. and eating it I so like i think it's well nice and oysters is on the starter menu i'll get really nice. i think my body just doesn't agree with it because when i got home like i was just throwing up mm. and sick you can get bubbles though say if you have like a 12 oysters you can get like a rancid oyster like you can get a rancid scallop for example yeah really no from what i believe you don't really know unless you know what you're doing so they prepare them, they shook them, and you get them all out for you. They can't tell, I don't think. Mm. Egg. You can't tell if an egg's gone bad, so you won't get Yeah. So, in this episode, what we're touching up on? Uh, KFC and shit. Um, yeah. fit, uh, well, the gym, fitness, um, what else? Just fitness, help. lifestyle, bodybuilding, getting massive, getting lean, just the, that kind of stuff in a nutshell, really. Um, I spoke to you the other day because we were gonna we were gonna do episode four. Uh, we were gonna have your friend on. What was he, your mate, or you know, as a guest? We were gonna talk about uh, mental health and men overcoming breakups, uh, and from a man's perspective. But that can wait for the next episode, maybe. Um, and we figured, and I well, I figured that the last episode was we were on a little bit of a downer. I was on a bit of a downer, and I thought for this episode we could be a little bit more upbeat, uh, more you know, not not necessarily informative, but more just positive in general. Because yeah. um, I don't want every, like we said at the beginning, we don't want every episode to be a fucking, you know, whiny bitch, if that's the way we described yeah. it. So, yeah, this is because we both come from, we're both personal trainers, aren't we? You're a personal trainer, aren't you? Yeah, cool. Qualified. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and we both have a background in fitness. So we thought we'd tell our story why it's important, why we like it, and how it's helped us and how it's done wonders for everyday life. Sound about right? Yeah, yeah, sound. I started at the gym when I was about, Ruby, I think, I think you could start when you're 15 at Ruby, I think. And I go to Ruby because it's like 90 seconds from my house, so it's really close. But I remember going there when I was like 15, 16 with my mate, and he'd been a few times, so he knew what he was doing, so I was sort of tagging along. And then eventually, we started going loads together, and then I started going on my own. And then, because I was so skinny when I was little, like tiny, like a tiny little thing, um, I think it's just a case of my whole uh, self-confidence when I, was, when I was a kid, like a teenager, was a case of I just saw myself as so skinny and not masculine. And, do you know what I mean? 
Because I, I associate masculinity with the, the alpha male, big, heavy lump, do you know what I mean? And so I just started going over and over and over, and then it became like a daily thing. It was like a bit similar, very similar to me, actually. Because I've been, when I was in school, I wasn't into sports. Like, I just, I just, I didn't really, socially, I just couldn't socialize very well. So when it came to sport, I was just like out of the question. I didn't really do it. I did cross country because it meant not having to speak to people. And then I remember um, I moved to Stonyhurst for the last two years of high school. And there was a small gym near the swimming pool. And, you know, it didn't have much. It had like, you know, a couple of resistance machines and whatever. And I thought I just spent my time in there. And after that, I did martial arts, gymnastics, and then I got to 18. And then that's when I really started. So 18, 19, it was for me. I was living in a shared house and it started out of pure boredom. Like I lived with a couple, couple of lads and they were going to the gym every night. And one day they went, do you want to come? And I went, yeah, I'll go. And then I went and absolutely loved it. Came out. I felt, you know, when the endorphins are going, and I wasn't that strong. I wasn't big at all, but I really liked it. And then I just never looked back ever since. I've changed. They always say the first six months or whatever, you, you get the most gains as they say. So when that happened, I started getting, yeah, exactly. You started getting heavier and bigger and looking better. Obviously, your confidence gets, you know, grows. That's it. And then he hooked from there. I think you're a couple of years older than me, but when I was 19, um, that was when Gymshark came about when it first launched. And that was when the fitness scene on the internet actually became very popular. Yeah. And I think I, I started training in 2012. And I think... Ziz died in 2011. Ziz, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I missed it. Like, just the, the year after he died is when I got into training. Mm-hmm. So I came across all his videos. And I'll be honest, like, his personality was fucking amazing. Yeah, my mate, Honestly, Ash, my mate Ash used to like him as well. He's, but he's, for he's, every reason, he's got a good reason to, though. Like, come on. He had a sick physique, and he was all about the zero fucks. Do you know what I mean? That's what he was like. It was just, it, people like him don't necessarily exist anymore because I feel like the fitness industry has slightly moved in a different direction now. So before, it was, it was like, you know, getting a good body, partying, getting girls or guys or whatever, and, and, not, and just enjoying life. And then it slowly became more towards the... the Right, you you need to be a, a serious bodybuilder to be considered like work, to get a second glance. I made a video about this on Instagram, and it's more like you know if you're not competing, you're not worth anything. If you're not like a proper bodybuilder, nobody will take you seriously. But that whole Z's like legacy, I'll call it, it changed my life, mate. Because like he was genuinely having just a laugh with his mates, and in the process. He built a body which built his self-confidence and his esteem, his self-esteem. And I think people, that, that is what happens to everyone, but nobody really kind of lives that life nowadays. It's all about, you know, eating chicken and rice, going to the gym, going home, sleeping. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, uh, his lifestyle was like, he had obviously all the girls around him as well. It was all over the place. And you know that he went out to all these raves and he did this, that, and the other. But yeah. he hold down a sick, sick physique at the same time. Mm. Uh, I wasn't. I, I didn't get hooked 
in looking at people like that. I never wanted to be enormous, like a like a bodybuilder, bodybuilder size. Mm-hmm. I, I think I just wanted to. Um, I always say that I always wanted to be a case of say if I walked in a bar or walked in a restaurant or walked into a shop or whatever, people would look at you and think, "Oh fucking hell, he's 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 in good shape," or "He's a, he's quite a big unit, isn't he?" You know, not a big unit as in a big heavy twenty-five stone lump that just you know. He's, if he wears a suit, you can't tell if he's fat or if he's an absolute monster. Not one of those. Just someone, people where they look at you and think, like, oh, fucking hell, he's, he's got it. He's got shit together. You know what I mean? You talk before you open your mouth when you've got a well-developed fatigue because it says a lot about you as a person. And mm. I noticed, so, about, it took me about two years before I actually made some proper progress. Yeah. And I actually, you know, grew some muscles and... I have to say, I was quite timid like, as a teenager, mm. and then as I got started training more, I definitely got a lot, lot more confident in myself. And you know, I was posting pictures online. I was—I'll be honest—I was, was a bit cringy looking back at it, but I was kind of imitating the whole Ziz sort of persona, you know, like having a laugh, just not giving a fuck. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Like I was just training. I got decent shape and I was really happy mm. and that was when I started when you start but, but this is the thing nowadays not so much but a few years back if you did stuff like that post it on Facebook or whatever you would get a lot of people saying put a shirt on your puff yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah and uh, or you just get them subtly making jokes mm. taking the piss and I got it a lot. And to be fair, like, I put my hand up and say, I must have been quite annoying because I look back at some of my old posts and I think, fuck, did I really say that? Mm. You know what I mean? But I'm still, sorry. at the end of the day, I was like a 19-year-old lad, loved training, and I was proud, I was happy, and I was confident in myself. And yeah, and I think... I'm too scared, mate. If you look on my Instagram now, I think I've got... Um... <sighs> I know there's 121 posts. I reckon there's four that are gym related. That's it. I'm too. I'm too. Too. I think I care too much about what I was thinking, I guess. Um, maybe it's about maybe five or six actually. But I don't know. I've not, I've not got. Uh, it's not the self confidence, but I just can't be asked people thinking, "Oh, what a dickhead!" What a dickhead. Yeah. That's, yeah. Come on. I don't know. I, I'm, it's not about that kind of thing. Like I, I go to the gym for me. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so I don't want to show that off. If I was competing or anything like that, then yeah, it'd be a different story. But I go for me and me only. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, I'm more like that now. Mm. Like, people may laugh when I say, if they follow me, they'll be like, well, you post every day. But, you know, like, back then, I really wanted to be, like, a fitness influencer. Like, I re- that's what I wanted. Like, I just thought it'd be fucking cool. I was, you know, I, I, I saw my entire life being fitness. Yeah, it was personal t- training. And it was massive at the time. It, it exploded out of nowhere. The whole Gymshark phenomenon—it it went mad. It went mad, and that's when Body Power started. The clientele who went to Body Power used to be blokes between the ages of what, 25 and 35. And now, over the past 10 years, Body Power is what 16 to 30, probably more. Yeah, it's just Love Island contestants and yeah. a couple of knockoff Gymshark brands. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, it's evolving all the time. Um, 
But I think it's not necessarily the industry that's evolving. I think it's the people in the industry that's evolving, obviously. Like, okay, so I decided, I started training in 2012, and then I made the decision to compete in 2015. And I did, and, and I'll be honest, like, I got on that stage and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It was like, I was like, oh, I want to be an IFBB pro one day. And then as I've gotten older, the most I've been through, it's not feasible. Yeah. You got to have this. You got to. You got to. You've got to know. And I think I was watching this documentary, not documentary, like a, a TED talk. And it's important to know when to throw in the towel on something. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to be an IFBB pro bodybuilder when I was a kid. Like when, I, like men's physique. This was when men's physique just started rising. Yeah. I really wanted to be a pro. And to be honest, I I believe it's possible. Like I don't think I'm that genetically. I think my genetics aren't bad, but they're not amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't that. For me, I just wasn't doing the things that you should be doing to achieve those things. And a few years later, I sat myself down and I went, you don't want this as much as you think you want this. Yeah, well, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. You're calling yourself throughout the whole time thinking, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm posting that I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But in reality, not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for example, I never, I never posted things and said I wasn't doing them. Like the things I posted, I did, but there were, there would be like periods behind camera where, you know, I, I just not. So like, if I'm doing them, I would, I, I, I think I pride myself on, I never bullshit too much on social media. I mean, we all bullshit a little bit, like, but I think for me, it was like, you're not doing these things. You're not. You're not eating the amount you're meant to be eating. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. What do you want? And I think we all get to a point where we have like a slight existential dilemma, where we just question ourselves. Like, do you want to do this? Can you do this? Or, or can you do it? Or do you not want it at all? Yeah. Or do you want something else? Yeah. I've never had the gym really because, like I said, my goal was always the same thing. I never competed. I've never really wanted to compete or anything like that. Um, a lot of people try to tempt me into it and still. You should have done, you know. And well, I know. Listen, there's, there's a guy at the gym who wants me to do it now. As like a, um, I don't know what class I'd be in, but. Mate, I remember. I, I mentioned this in like the first episode of this podcast. Mm. When I saw when I saw you at Ultraflex, it was a few years after not seeing you for a while, and you change a lot. And I remember looking at you thinking, "He's fucking huge." Yeah. And you, you, you could have. I reckon you could have done. I think you still could, to be fair. Genetically, like I said, genetically I'm dead skinny. So I, my body fat for me, for example, over this lockdown, I probably lost about a stone. I can guarantee most of that is just fat. That's, I've, I've hardly anything on me. Do you know what I mean, I'm always always lean, no matter what, always. So at the time when I was a big, big lad, like a big unit, I was always still very, very lean, very lean. But I just didn't want to diet. I, I was quite happy eating whatever I wanted to eat. I'd, I'd hate to diet. I, I always say I'd never diet unless I was getting paid for it. Yeah, it just I think right. Dieting is fucking hard. It's hard even if you have a goal, let alone if you don't have a goal. So, like, I see it all the time. You know, people always come to me and say, "Oh, I'm trying to lose weight. I, I can't get this goal weight." And I ask them, "I'm like, well, what are you doing?" And they'll say, "Oh, well, I'm eating healthy." Well, what does that mean? What's healthy? Are you are you eating five thousand calories a day of healthy food because you'll still get fat if you do that? Or, or some people like think 
some people don't even know what's good and what's bad for you. Mm. And so they, they want the results, but they don't do what it takes to get there because they don't really know why they want the results. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that would make sense. there's no driving behind it. So I think we, we, we were quite lucky, though, because we were naturally skinny guys, mm. and we wanted to get bigger. So yeah. we didn't need to diet. We just had to eat. Yeah, yeah, and if anything, we had to eat more. Yeah, yeah, mate. I remember when I was when I was just starting out, I was I, I was just trying to put on just weight. So I was drinking so much things like milk and milk with cream. And I used to put, I used to drink pints of milk and put like half a thing of cream in it just for the calories, just to get calories, calories. Had those obviously weight gain shakes. And back in the day, they were all sugar, all sugar. Yeah. Just used to hammer it and absolutely hammer it. Um, and eventually. I got to got to a big big heavy size. I think with the partner I was with at the time, she was well into a training as well. Um, so we used to do the whole meal prep thing as well, which helped. But you know, when we go back to the gyms, the gyms open and stuff. I guarantee you, everyone's going to be like, "Oh, oh you mate, you've lost so much, oh, you've lost about so." Um, I'm literally going to say some right. Okay, in six weeks' time, we're going to stand next to each other again, and we'll see who's changed and we'll see who's not. I guarantee, yeah. I guarantee you've not changed at all and I guarantee you're going to see me in six weeks and think fuck that's yeah. going to be for me I can put it on quite easy now um, but I can also lose it incredibly easy so quick I it mean was- muscle memories like, I mean I don't know I mean I'm not really I, I'm a qualified personal trainer I, I was in 2016 but since since I stopped working in 2000 I only did it for like six seven months and then I stopped because I just wasn't into it. Yeah, I, I just could. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Helping people achieve their goals is great, and it's very rewarding. And some people are really good at it. I just can't deal with people. I, I've trained some people. I'll tell you a story, right? Without mentioning any names. So, <laughs> I worked in um, a gym in a hotel. You'll know. Yep. And. I helped this one, this one woman lose three stone, mate. She did everything I told her to do and more. I, I, you know, I gave her a routine. I, I said, don't worry about your diet because there's a very high chance you're not overeating much anyway because she told me what a diet was and whatever. Um, she lost three stone and she looked amazing. Do you know what she did? Um, inst- she, instead of telling people that I was her trainer, she was just telling them what I was telling her. Yeah. So she was basically making out, I know all this, you should do this, this, and this. She then started training people in the gym I was working at. That's weak. That's weak source, mate. And then, and then people would message me and say, and say stuff like, oh, um, this person said do this, this, and this. Is that right? And I'd be like, what is going on here? Why don't you just come to me, who's a trainer, rather than going to my clients and asking them what I'm saying? And after that, mate, honestly, I had, I was just done. Um, I just wanted to train myself after that. I've had, I, I, I PT'd again for a hotel, as you know, back in the day. And that was okay. And then I started PT'd again, maybe four, three, three, four years ago again, um, at a place. And it was good. It was good. Um, it was expensive rent. For what I, well, it's actually not what I thought was expensive to rent out, you know, that you're working there. Uh, well, clients were great, and I had, a, I had, I had a really good time. Um, but the issue I found is that because obviously I had a full time job as well as PT, I was like, sometimes I'd, I'd love nights where I don't have any clients at all, even though I'd be losing money. I'd be like, right, at least I can train because there's yeah. no I can do two, three clients and then train myself afterwards. I just want to get out of the gym. 
And then yeah. initially just a case of it's not feasible. I was paying X amount of hundred. Um, it's rent. It's just, like a it's like another mortgage. Yeah, it just wasn't wasn't um, feasible for me. So I, I you know I knocked it on its head, but I did like, I did have a really good time. I learned a lot. Met a load of decent people, like met, like all shapes and sizes. I was assuming I'd have a lot of young lads getting getting older me, but it was the opposite. I had I had like fifty year old women, then I had maybe a young lad, then I had like a thirty year old woman. I had all everything, which was great. I think I've only had two lads that are trained, like young lads, and that's it. Out of everyone. It does broaden your horizon a little bit. Like I, I, I trained a number of different people. I, I had this one guy who was heavily arthritic and really nice guy, honestly. He he trained harder than any of my other clients, and he was he was disabled. He could barely bend his elbow. He could he couldn't do much, but he was an absolute joy to train because even though he was limited to the things he could do, he put in more work than anyone else I trained. Yeah, the best one, aren't they? Yeah, and you know, it would be great if you could have like you know from a tra from a trainer's perspective. If you have all these amazing athletes that come to you and want training, and then you, everyone would look at you training them and be like, "Oh, this is what he's doing." But it's not about that, is it? You know what I mean? Like you could be training someone that's heavily overweight, but they've lost, you know, X amount of weight in this period of time. Or you could have one lad that's in good shape because he's genetic and he's young, and he's not changed in two years. Yeah. yeah. Which ones would you rather have? Yeah. The one making the most progress. I um. I had a similar guy as well. He had a, he had a bad back, and he could only uh, leg press like I don't know, like eighty k or something like that. Just to interrupt you, but look at my cat trying to come in the room. Annabelle, I'm busy. Yeah, she walked away then. Sorry. He could only like, <coughs> excuse me. He could only leg press like eighty k because he had some. Again, I think it was arthritis, and he ended up leg pressing one hundred and forty and fifty k. And I remember his little face when he could do it. I was, just, I, was, I was made up. I was absolutely pumped. I was so happy with it. I'd uh, do it for free, me. Yeah, he was. He was decent. He's very, very well off, and he used to go out the piss once or twice a week. And I was like, go for it, you know, go nuts. But the worst thing you can do is turn this whole thing into a chore. The moment it's like everyone with training, the moment it becomes a chore, that's it. You're never going to go to the gym. If it becomes part of your daily thing, then that's fine. Um, what, what was your first? Ex you, you, do you remember your first client? Um, how did you get them it was and a, what was it like a hotel so again I worked at a hotel at the gym anyway so the, the, the people knew that I was there and that's it so that's pretty easy um, and then fast forward 10 years when I did it at my recent place I, I think I don't even know I just put it out on Facebook I think and that's it Influx started and getting emails and that's it. It was good. It was really good, mate. And the place I work at had some real decent PTs and still do actually real good PTs. Um, but I'm glad that stopped because I was kidding myself. I was, I was still giving it 100% with sessions and stuff like that. But again, you'd like to finish your session and then train a bit yourself. But I was just like, the moment I'd finish, I'd walk out to the car park with the client and go home. Couldn't, couldn't wait to get home, you know? Yeah. But my, yeah my, my, my first client was two girls and one was on the larger side and one was quite the opposite very skinny but they were best friends and they came straight up to me and was like we need a trainer and I was like I'm here and then they wanted to train together and they both wanted the opposite so one wanted to lose weight one wanted to gain weight but they wanted to train and do the same thing yeah 
And you can understand how difficult that would be for me because I was like, well, why you shouldn't be doing this much cardio or whatever, and you're doing this. But so at the end of the day, what can you do? Other than just say, right, I, I didn't even, I don't even think I gave them a diet plan because I know they weren't going to keep held, keep it. Was it was just they needed someone to help them in the gym. Anyway, they stayed for about two months and then they couldn't afford it after that. But I think PT was good as well for me because I was PT at the gym that I trained at and I've been at the same gym for, you know, what, 17 years, I think now. 17 years at the same gym. And I think it's the members at the gym saw me in a different light because I don't really talk to them in the gym usually. I used to train them with a hoodie on, with a hood up. Not, not, anti, not antisocial as such, but I didn't, I, I don't know, I just kept myself to myself usually, earphones in. If people wanted to come and chat, I'd come and chat to them. But, you know, there's probably only one or two lads at the gym that I talk to you regularly. So I was just that guy at the gym, that guy. So when I started PTing there and they saw me out of my training stuff and in like the PT t-shirt, it was, it was nice for them to see me in a different light. Yeah. But I've always been like that. If, if I go to the gym, I'd, I'd wear my, my, my tank top and my hoodie always. And then usually when I get hot, then I take the hoodie off. But or I always just keep myself to myself and I get in. Out, that's it. When you get a heart or when you get a pump? Heart, mate. I, I, honestly, I, I could go through sessions and not and keep your hoodie off the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I do know what you mean, though. Um, do, you think, do you think that in order to be a good personal trainer, it's more important that you're good with people mm-hmm. instead of knowing 100%. everything about the body and nutrition and training? I completely agree with that. <coughs> my knowledge of fitness and things is pretty good. Um, you know, one of my best mates, Rob, his, his knowledge is spectacular. He's really, really good. But and I know what you mean. Like, if I was after PT, whatever it was, I'd go after them as a person rather than what they knew. Like, everyone could read a book. Do you know what I mean? Read a book. Um, it's like people who speak Spanish fluently because they've learned it at uni. And they've been doing a three-year degree in Spanish, and then compare that to someone that's never been to uni to do Spanish but has lived in Spain, and they just know it, and they, you know, yeah. so they've they've lived it, they've breathed it. It's the same going to PT that hasn't had any experience in the gym. Like I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. Well, another thing, mate, and this might be controversial, but I could never, I could never personally be an online trainer. I can't, I can't buy into it. I'd, Go on. I was just taking people's money. I think the whole experience of PT is being face to face with that person regularly. That's interesting. I couldn't do it. I I see where you mean. I I, however, I see the benefits of online training, but it's only feasible to a small selection of people. Yep. Like if you're an athlete or if you're a bikini girl or a men's physique lad or a bodybuilder, you know your way around the gym. Yeah. You know what you're doing. Right. You just need that guidance. That's it. Online coach, get one. You know, if you're I, some, send your pictures to your, send your pictures to your trainer. I've got a Monday morning check-in. This is what I look like. I get that completely. But people that want a PT and maybe they're quite new to the gym, I, I and they approach me. I couldn't do the online thing. I could not. Yeah, I have to be there with them. For, you yeah, know, for what you do it. If you don't know your way around the gym, like you said, they need you there. They need you there to a kick them up the arse, be shown what's what. You can't just say to someone, right, okay, so you do three dumbbell press. They're going to either go to the gym and be like, what the fuck's a dumbbell press? Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. what do I do? Uh, you can't write down, 
oh yeah, um, three to do uh, three sets of ten double press twenty k. What if they pick up twenty k and think, fuck me, that ain't going anywhere. How do I know how strong they are? Yeah, so I have to be with them. Again, classy yeah. with it. People that are obviously very high profile online people. Yes, I get it. Like they're established and whatnot. There's so I, many though. There's so advise, many. I would personally advise if you're new to the gym and you want to get into it, you have to go into the gym with VT. Have to. Then after a while, wait maybe. Then yeah, then you can go into the online thing. But if they struggle with the motivation, yeah. I mean, like when I first started going to gym, I had a mate and he trained. I trained with him. Um. I didn't need a trainer at the time because I was fired up. I was ready. I was learning. I wasn't going too heavy. I wasn't do it, taking the piss of it. But there are people out there that walk in the gym and they just think, oh, I don't want to be here. Those are the people that need a PT the most. Yeah. Um, I actually got a, an online coach a few months, a few months ago um, because I was ready. I was going to like smash it for a bit. Uh, I was finishing my uni work and I was like, right, I could do with a coach. And, you know, they send you, you know, your nutrition, your trainings, programs, weekly check-ins. For me, it was perfect because I knew what to eat, how to eat. You know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. But for, for the average Joe, uh, and that's another thing I'll get on in a minute, is how athletes refer to non-athletes as average, mm-hmm. which is interesting, but... You know what I mean. The guys that just go to gym after work or whatever don't necessarily know everything. It, they'd struggle. I, ha- I tried it. I had a client, an online client. After five days, they messaged me and said, when am I getting a new plan? And I said, this is your plan. You stick to this. Yeah. It could be a month before I change. It could be three months. But they just couldn't understand they, they didn't know what they were buying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they thought they were buying a product, but they were buying the help. Yeah. So anyway, after a week, they were like, oh, um, scrap it now. I've just gone and got one off Google. I'm doing 50% veg, 50% meat. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I don't know how you measure that. People, and I just thought... There's people, mate, they're called assholes, but they ask your advice. Do the yes. Is it? Ask holes, I'm telling you. Yes. There's, there's a lot of them around. A lot, a lot of lads in the gym um, have come up to me and, and said, oh, you know, what's this? And, you know, you've got exercise for this. And, you know, I tell them and stuff. Never seen them do it. Never seen them yeah. do it. Uh, and uh, you, get, you get a lot of lads asking about um, what supplements you use and what supplements you take and what diet you want and stuff. I'm honest with my diet. I'm just like, mate, I just eat anything. Like, I eat, I eat loads of shit, loads of shit. But at the same time, I eat loads of decent stuff as well. Like, just balances it out and my body works that way. Well, this, the is a, this is the thing. Sorry, go on. The supplements and things like that. Like, I know what they're getting at. It annoys me. I know, I know exactly what you're getting at. So if they say, oh, you know, what supplements do you use and stuff? I'm just, you know, it, it winds me up because I'm like, mate, grow some bollocks. Ask me what you want to ask me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what you want to So I'm just very honest with them. You know, I'm just saying this, that, you know, in this works, that doesn't work. And all of you use creatine. I'm like, oh, yeah, what have you creatine? It's nice that the someone do ask, but I'd rather them be more ballsy and just say, right, have you ever done this, have you ever done that? Mm. That's mm. what I think about it anyway. I mean, I, the thing is, with fitness in general, 
it's a very common response. Everyone's different is the response. It depends depends on the person. And some people might view that as a bit of a cop-out, but it's true. Like, what works for one person might not work for another. You can get a general idea, but, you know, someone might react differently to another. You might have certain foods that, you, you, you know, you don't digest as well as the other person or... Your, t- your work schedule might be completely different. Your sleep pattern. So many different contributing factors can change how you respond to certain things. Mm-hmm. So when somebody asks you, oh, what are you eating? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter because what you're eating might not even change them. That's why I was dead honest about it. I said, yeah, I had a Chinese takeaway last night. Okay. Mm-hmm. People, some people can eat a Chinese takeaway and their arse wobbles for a week, but you can get away with it, you get away with it. That this, reminds me. this goes back to this goes back to what I'm saying about on, the, the online thing. I, you've not got that face to face thing. Yeah, I'll write you a diet plan and stuff, but I write it after I've, after I've met after I've spoken to you about everything and we've met face to face, trained together. How do I know that you 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 could eat the most cleanest diet ever and won't respond at all? Uh, you know. Whereas if you see him every other day at the gym, you can keep checking. You know, it's it's hard for to explain. Sorry, but it winds me up. It really winds me up. One of the first things you ask them is to be honest with you. <coughs> um, if, if, I can tell if they're being dishonest. Do you know what I mean? If I said to one of my clients, you know, what did you have for dinner last night? And he said, this, this, I'm like, you said that because you want me, you're expecting me to be like, oh, yeah, really good. You just tell you what you want to hear. And this I client, I went out on the piss. I went out on the piss on a Saturday night and he told me, I was like, Sam, you know, how's your night? I think a lot of people, um, they're scared, to be honest. Yeah, because they, so, they think they're going to be judged by the professional. That's what it is. Well, that depends entirely on what kind of trainer they have. Yeah. If they're scared of their trainer, then it won't work because they're not going to be honest. Yeah, they're going to shut down. The war's going to be up. Well, I, I've had the biggest chats with my clients during sessions about all sorts of stuff, marriage, mental health and mate mate i was that was getting on to my next point right a lot of pts i know this one pt he does so well he's got like 60 clients right and i say he does well financially he does well whether he's a good trainer or not i don't know but he is literally there that his client's therapist yeah they'll, they'll walk on the treadmill for an hour and he'll just chat to him yeah. you know these 50 odd year old like ladies you know they just they're quite happy to sit on the spin bike and, you know, back in my, when I was younger, I'd be looking at them going, what are you paying him for? And, but they'd be happy. Yeah, they would. That's what they're back next week. And Again, they go. They if, they did, if they weren't enjoying it and they weren't paying for it, the fact that he stood there for 16 minutes whilst a 50-year-old woman on a bike, well, that's what she wants. She, she likes it. Gets her through the session, you know? I think I used to be very bitter. <coughs> oh, my God, why am I keep coughing? Two seconds. Mm. I never get this. I, I think I'm getting a cold. Only my shit. You cross more than once. <laughs> Leave my house once, and then this happens. It's self isolation. You try, is your cat in there as well now? No, I'm not allergic to cats. Oh, I swear to say, your cat jingle past the little thing, your neck collar. No, mm. we, she, she doesn't have a bell. Mm. Yeah, so I used to get so I used to get jealous. I'll be honest. Like, there'd be people with clients, like, loads of clients, and they'd just be talking to them every well, session. Into trying to get, yeah, yeah. 
and I'd be like, why are you, back? Why are you with him? Why are you not with me? I, I, I can get you this, I can get you that. And then at the end of the day, if that's what that client wants and they're happy, then what the fuck, sh- why should I care? Why, you know what I mean? Of course, of course. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about um, discipline because yeah. there's a lot of people that struggle, don't they, with getting their goal, their body goal. or Tell you that- discipline, consistency. I can end this conversation now by saying consistency. That's it. Consistency. Whether it takes you three months or three years, consistently consistent, that's it. You go to the gym once or twice a week for a few weeks, and you don't go, and you go back on again a little bit, then you do a week of going five days a week, and then you have a week. It's just have to be consistent. That's my biggest tip for anyone. No matter what the goal is, be consistent with it. I go to the gym, obviously, during this whole thing, after work, every day, she trains six or seven days a week, usually seven, usually the same time, and I'm painfully anal with my time, painfully. Um, you know, I'd be there between this time and this time religiously. And if anything got in the way of that, it'd send me west. Like, if I had a parents even at school, I couldn't go to the gym that night. Oh, my God. I hated it. absolutely hated it. I think a lot of people, what they do is they'll go to the gym, kill themselves, and look at themselves in the mirror and be like, nothing's changed. Yeah. And that puts them off because they're looking in the mirror straight after one workout. Yeah. Hey, i tell you what, to flip that, I've also seen a lot of things on Facebook at the moment of people that don't go to the gym. And now this lockdown thing's happened. They're doing home workouts. They've done like three home workouts and they're trying to show themselves off like there's been some massive difference. Like with their girls are putting their ass out and stuff like growing my ass. It's like, Is this- pretty sure it looked exactly the same as you know, 10 weeks ago or it yeah. Me up, mate. Everyone, everyone's a fucking expert over the past six weeks everyone's turned to a fitness expert this is the right it's been like that for a while and right this now this is controversial and <laughs> i'd like to think a, a lot of a lot of girls will agree with me on this right so instagram models instagram booty selling ebook writing personal trainer body transformation experts right you could get a young girl who's, say, 19, 20, right? She's got good genetics. Beautiful girl, you know? You know, very, you know, lean, not work, probably trained three or four months, mm-hmm. right? Growing a bit of an ass. Yep. Got a tits done. Mm-hmm. Competes in I competes bikini category two months later, right? Not not easy. There are people that struggle. Don't get me wrong, but there are the, the that few that are genetically that have everything they need, and in order for them to compete and win shows, they just need to get the tits done, and bam, they're they're, they're fitness professionals, right? Now a, a lad, he needs to train for years mm-hmm. before he has any kind of framework that's where you can look at him and be like, oh yeah, he, he trains because it takes years to grow muscles. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, not I'd like to think a lot of experienced female personal trainers will agree with me when I say that because you do get this is the problem Instagram now you don't need a qualification to be a trainer you just need a couple of thousand followers yes. a decent ass and a camera angle and you can sell a booty building plan for a hundred pounds yeah and people will buy it it's true it's true because people people believe what they see that's it and you're right all you need to have think about either anyone that came off Fucking uh, Love Island. I didn't watch Love Island, but if you're a female on Love Island, I guarantee if you were on Instagram, within a few months you could be earning massive money selling um, 
your fitness workout program, like just because everyone knows who you are. Yeah. I don't buy into it. I think the whole fitness industry now is more female orientated than male, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting because why do you think that is? No, Instagram, mate. Instagram. Girls, the way I see it is that girls look at girls and want to be like girls and then boys look at girls and, want, and you know, fucking fancy them. Do you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. how I see it. I think there's a lot of pressure on young lads as well, though. Oh, they want to... But I think the industry is just geared towards females. I just think... I reckon if you look at, yeah, shall I do a test now? Actually, if I look on Instagram now and type in what fitness or I'll do the same. Well, you you type a word and I'll type a word. Give me a word. Fitness um, or bodybuilding. Well, yeah, that'd be bloke, wouldn't it? I don't know. You'd be I, surprised. Type in fitness, right? Let's have a look. Um, but yeah, we'll look see. I mean, that, that's the, this is the thing, like, people on Instagram now, they don't know anything, right? Not everyone. There are a lot of experienced people out there that, that, you know, know stuff. But there are people out there that don't know anything. Yeah. And they're selling plans. Uh, can you see? Is that yeah, I can, I can get, it's a bit blurry, but yeah. Fitness. Just yeah. girls, girls. It's blurry because your background is blurred, so it's not like you, but I, I, get, I get the outline. I'm looking at screen, I'm scrolling down, I've seen one bloke, and that's it. The rest of it just girls, same pose, that's it. Interesting. Very interesting. I mean, I still stand, I'll argue that to, to my <laughs> death, though. Like, you could get a, a girl who's got reasonable genetics, trains for a couple of months, and she could compete that year if she wanted to, and she could do well. She could get, you know, I know girls that have never even competed before, never trained less than a year, gone and done, a, gone and done the first show, got first place, mm-hmm. right? In order for a lad to do somewhat well in a bodybuilding show, he needs to train. He even needs to train for years or he needs to be, you know, gen- a genetic freak. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's nothing no one can do about it, but it just pisses me off when I see people on Instagram that have been training for less than a year and they claim to be experts mm-hmm. and they're selling ebooks and they're... there's this one person, I won't, I won't mention the name, they're literally buying uh, resistant, you know, like uh, glute bands. Yeah. They're buying them from China. They've put their name on it and they're selling them. Yeah, they bought that out, yeah. And it's just like, oh, these ones are special because they're mine. It's like, fuck off, I'll go get them from China. At the same time, the, the joke's on them, and it? The joke's on the buyer. You know, as bad as it sounds, the buyer wants it, they buy it. You well, know? that's why we have James Smith now. I mean, he's a fucking legend, that guy. Because he's just calling everyone out, isn't he? It should be. I like stuff like that. I like people getting called out. I like these fake natties as well getting called out on YouTube. You know, these natural bodybuilding, natural competitors, they get called out. I think yeah. people are smarter now. Oh yeah, they are. Like I've, I'm, I, I don't understand how um, uh, Mike, Mike O'Hearn's getting away with claiming to be natural still. I've met him in uh, uh, in, in America. He, he's, he is what you think he is. He looks exactly the same. Like he's, he's, he's just, yeah. I reckon that guy was made in a test tube. You know, well, everyone knows what he's on and stuff. Mike O'Trent. 
but he, he, he's, he is what he think he is. Like, obviously, his pictures are pictures, but when you meet him in real life, he is like that. He's just... I heard a rumour that he is like, this is alleged, so, you know, but I heard a rumour that he is like one of the biggest suppliers of gear in the world. He knows. He knows. And he's selling duck eggs. Yeah. <laughs> telling people, oh, this is what I eat, and I get like this, and it's like, you know, he's, he's, sound, he's a super nice guy in real life. Well, dead nice, but... Wouldn't put it past him. He, uh, I like him. I just, he's got his head screwed on, so no, no matter what he's on, it works for him, so... I'll touch up. I wanted to say as well, right, you know how we were saying before about diets and yeah. how, you know, even if, you know, you have a goal and you want to achieve it, it's still hard. Yeah. Uh, everyone struggles their own way with diets. Like, for me, I'm a massive sucker for chocolate um when i was doing my prep for my last show in 2018 i dieted for 20 weeks mate and and i i've probably cheated once or twice in 20 weeks but there'd be times where i was crying because i was that hungry really? and there were yeah I'd, I'd sit watching tv and i'd be like I'd, i i wouldn't have i'd, I'd have eaten my last meal and i'd be starving and I was, I'd cry. I'd be like, not about that. I can't do that to myself. Yeah, but I mean, I, 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 set, I was competing and I set a goal and I really, I, I really wanted to at least get a trophy. Um, I did, by the way. So it was worth it. So when I got that trophy, honestly, mate, it was worth it. I'll be honest. It, it was worth the struggle. But then if you look at the bigger picture, what's it for? Unless you want to be a, a professional and get the sponsors and, and be a professional in the pro league, do it. If not, don't waste your time because you're missing too much of life. And people overcomplicate it. That you know, They're not going to parties. They're not going out for meals with the mates or the family because they can't eat this or that. And they're just losing experiences for this show that they're going to do, maybe not even place. Ted, you could argue, though, also that that is their experience that they want to experience. They've experienced it. You've experienced some of that. I've not. You've been through the whole prep thing. You've been on stage. I've not experienced that. So at least if it doesn't go well for them, at least they can say, well, I've done it. I've experienced it. With chocolate, mm. chocolate draw, there. I'm staring at it right now. Chocolate draw. What's <laughs> Buenos Mars, was Whispers, Twill, everything. I'm telling you, it's the draw to be. I'm going to go in there, actually, as soon as we get off this. The thing is, though, when you tell yourself you can't have it, you want it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, smoking, I, I, uh, I gave up smoking in the second of second of January this year. Uh, I've smoked for a long time. It's hypnotherapy that did it for me, mate. Hypnotherapy. Does that work? I've, I've been weak over lockdown. I tell you that, been really weak. Does hypnotherapy but, work? I'm, I'm a skeptic. I, I didn't. I don't believe it. Don't believe any of that nonsense, but my mate went and he gave up. He smoked for the same amount of years that I had, and I went there, one session, done. No way. Between like January and, let's have a look. Um, between January and January, February, March, then half a three, about three and a half, four months, I had maybe half a sig, a few drugs of someone's sig. What do they do? Do they get the. the... Like 20 years of smoking. No, no, it's not like that. The, it's, it's like a, it's an hour session. She talks to you for half an hour just about when you started smoking, how do you start, why do you, just general chit-chat. And then she lies you down on the bed 
or she gets you to take yourself if you want. And she goes, right, I'm just going to talk to you, you know, for the rest of it. Close your eyes, get comfortable, get really relaxed, and she just talks to you. And she doesn't ask for any response back of you. She doesn't ask you questions. But she just says, like, I want you to imagine going back to when you had your first cigarette. And every five minutes or so, she'd say, um, you no longer have the urge to smoke. And then she'd go on. And that's it. And she does that for half an hour. But I can genuinely remember about 10 minutes of it. For the rest of it, I had no idea what, what happened. I definitely got arrested, mate, I tell you. She must have, she must have fingered me or something. Uh, she could have done anything, mate. That is mad. She woke, I, mean, I sort of, she goes, right, okay, and that's the end of the session. Come and take a seat and we'll chat. And she's like, right, what was I talking about for the first bit? So I said, oh, you were talking about this and that. She was like, right, what was I talking about for the last little bit? I said, oh, yeah, talking about that. But in between, no idea. Not going to play at all. That's so weird. And I purposely bought a pack of 20 on the way to the therapist appointment to see if it would work. And I had that 20 pack of cigs in my car for ages, untouched. And then I sent her a video of me chucking him in a wheelie bin like a, a week and a half, two weeks later. He was great. He was good. So now that one kind of finishes, I'm going to be back on the, what's it? And I'm going to Is like, is it like CRB? Is that, that CRB? Is that, no, what's the, what is it? The... Cognitive behavioural therapy, yeah. Yeah, CB, what is it called? You get mixed up between cognitive behavioural therapy and CB. CBT. CBT. Yeah, well, I don't know. She just, it just, she didn't even explain it. It's just like reprograms your brain kind of thing to make you think. Nothing, I don't think anything physical happens to you, but it was madness. So if ever I did go on stage and compete, I'd get hypotherapy. So during, during diet, I wouldn't have that. You mentioned crying in front of the TV. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd... I think, I, I mean, as you know, everything changed for me two years ago. Oh my God, I'm coughing again. You've got the Rona, I'm telling you. What is going on? Got a Rona. I've got like a serious urge to cough. This is the worst time to have this. <clears throat> so obviously with my last relationship, that's what put everything in perspective for me. Because... You know, when you go through something like that and you realize that, you know, bodybuilding and competing and all that stuff, it's not making life at home any better. Like the gym is, don't get me wrong, being in good shape is good, but stressing over your food too much, your training and your cardio and competing. Counterintuitive to what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And like, it sent everything else around. Everything other than that was going downwards. I mean, I was missing work because I didn't get enough sleep mm. or I was missing... Um, I, I dropped out of uni the first time because if I didn't get enough sleep to train, I'd sleep in. Mm-hmm. And it was affecting my life around me. So I think it's very important to have good time management skill when it comes to going to the gym and stuff. That's one of my downfalls as well. Like, if it was on a Sunday... And my sister would text me, text saying, do you want to come out for Sunday lunch? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sound what time? And she'd be like, at four, whatever. And I'd be like, right, well, is it four? Or is it going to be half four when I get there? Is it going to go to five? Because I need to know if I'm going to go to the gym before or afterwards. Don't, like, don't fuck around. Do you know what I mean? So if I rock up at four and it's not ready, I, I, I don't, I can't cope with it. I don't go well. Because then I'm thinking, right, do I go to the gym now and then eat afterwards? Or what? I'm real bad with it. If anyone speaks to her about it, she'd tell you it's shocking. It's so bad. 
I always say, is it going to be that time or not? Four o'clock or not? I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I spoke, I can't remember who I was having this conversation with, but a few weeks back, I was basically, I, I can't stress enough the importance of having a physique that you are happy with, right? And hear me out. So in a world where we're supposed to, you know, accept people for who they are, you know, no matter what size you are, still beautiful on the inside, and that's fine. If that person is happy with their body, fine. Now, the way I imagine it, right, so I'm 27 now. Hopefully, in the future, you know, I have a wife, kids, whatever, and I'm on a beach on holiday, right? Listen to this. But when I'm older, I've let myself go. I don't look great. Got big tits, fat, skin's a bit pale. I just look shit, right? Imagine that, yeah? And then some little dickhead with a six-pack and a, a nice hair just walks past me, my wife, and kids. How shit are you going to feel? You'll feel shit. Don't what, deny it. Same age or like a young lad? No, like a young lad. You're like in your late 40s, young lad in like 1920 with six-pack abs, nice hair, beard, good skin. And you're, you, you've not looked after yourself because you've, set, you know, you've just let yourself go. It would affect you. Yeah, of course it would. I've heard that when you have kids, it changes your perspective on everything. Yeah, and, I'd imagine. And I, I, I can relate to that. And I think whenever I do have kids and whatnot, I'm sure the gym, obviously the gym is not your priority anymore. Yes, I'll still go to the gym, but if I missed a session here and there during the week, I'd be fine with it. Well, I'm at that now. If I miss a session, it's fine. But I, I really think it's important, it's not, not just for you, but for your partner as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you need to make the effort still. Because attraction, when attraction goes, yeah, fair enough, you love that person. But if the attraction's going because none of you are like, caring about how you look and that, it's going you know, to make it harder, I think. I might be wrong, because what experience have I got? Yeah, of course, it's not being funny, but physical attractiveness. Say, if you saw someone in a bar, a female in a bar, you wouldn't go up to, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, nobody would talk to anyone if they didn't think they were physically attractive. Absolutely. Uh, that's the, I don't care what you say, the be all and end all is if you're a pissed up 20 year old lad and you see a girl that you think's hot, you go up and talk to her in a bar, you, you wouldn't have that. It's all about physical attraction, and then after that, then it's the whole, right, okay, is she, is she, is she sound or not? So yeah, I know what you mean. I'd hate to, uh, I'd hate to have a partner and then get let myself go and get sloppy and stuff like that, and just I'd feel horrible, horrible for me, but horrible for her as well. Because I'd be thinking, I'd be consciously aware of, yeah, I'm nowhere near as as good shape as it was when we first got together. That kills me. This reminds me, Ollie, um, when I was with my brother, and this is this is the important, this is the power of of, of physical attraction, right? First of all, I'm going to say this now. Physical attraction is important for me. I mean, you could have a shit personality, and if you're good looking, don't get me wrong, I'll walk away. Um, but if you've got a nice personality, which isn't hard, it doesn't require talent to be nice yeah. and beautiful, oh my fucking God, mate. <laughs> Bam. Right. So my brother said this. So obviously, as anyone listening, and you know, I went through a really bad breakup and I'm just about getting back to normal now. My brother said this, he went, right, Josh, imagine you did stay with your ex 
and you know you age and you got really old but her personality was shit because let's be honest like it was a toxic relationship and she didn't treat me so well towards the end would you be happy with her and I went no Mm. so it's like it begs the question am I just attracted to her physically no do you know what I mean so like I don't know if I'm saying it right but the, the way I see that situation is that can you, can you live with her? Or no, can you live without her? Yeah, well, I can. I've already answered that question. She's not the one. Move on. That's it. I know uh, it's and brutal, but can you live without her? Yes. Okay. Well, she's not the one. The people listening to this podcast will be, <laughs> are going to be so familiar with my situation by the end, like, towards the end. They're just going to know it. Like, they're going to see me in real life and they're going to be like, I know. <laughs> it's hard. But. Do you know what? Speaking of that, actually, mate, I, was, I said to myself the other day, I'm so fucking glad. I know it sounds mad, but I'm so happy now. Like, I finally accepted that it didn't work out. We're going off topic here, but, mate, like, you know, stuff's, go, stuff's looking up for me now. It took me a long time. I had a phone call recently that you spoke to me on the phone. Uh, something, something weird had happened. And it, it yeah. knocked six a little bit. And for a few days after that, when you started, you were like, oh, I'm I'm alright, yeah. I think um, speaking, we'll we'll touch up on this in the next episode. But one thing that people need to grasp is, no matter what, there's no, there's nothing you can say to someone that's going to make them feel better. It's just a case of time. Yep. Time is the only thing that's going to make it better. Time. Nothing you can say will make you feel better about it, or or you know, just got to wait it out. Yeah. That's literally the only way. What's the expression? Sam's the biggest healer. Is that right? Yeah. Something like that. 100%. Back to fitness. Come on. We're, di- we're digressing. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Um, but, I mean, I think, I think I posted something on my design account, right? And this, is, this was like design related, but you can use it in anything, right? So the quote was, the same person setting the goal won't be the same person achieving it. Right. So when I first started working out, you know, I wanted to get, you know, a big, you know, be strong, have muscles. I've got those now. I mean, I mean, I've not got massive muscles, but I've got a body where I can look at and be like, it works out. I'm mm-hmm. happy with it. Um, but you look back at who you were and you're always developing and you're always changing, aren't you? And yeah. your goals are always changing and whatever as well. So like now I'm not you know, I'll go to the gym four or five times a week, sometimes two or three times a week. And for me right now, as it is, I, I'm like you now. I just want to do it for myself, train. Yeah, I might post a picture or a video on Instagram every now and then because I've never really cared what people on the internet say too much. Um, and that's that. And that's the thing is so many people have different reasons why they want to do it. So, you know, why, does, why, why did you want to get in shape again? What, when I was young. Well, why do you want to get in shape now? Why, why do you still go to the gym? Good stage. And I'm just, um, when we get back to the gym, I'll have six weeks of, of, of intensity and then I'll just drop back into maintenance and that's it. Just to, just to um, feel good about myself, that's it. Just feel good about myself. What is it though? Like, what, what, what is it that makes you feel good? Um, probably knowing that, this sounds so, um, what's the word I'm after? Not fickle, what's the word I'm after? So say it's going into like a, um, a restaurant or a bar or a shop and knowing that 
you're, this sounds awful, that you're probably better than everyone else. Shape people in there and people notice. And that's, you know, I do it for myself, but having that gratification. Yeah, having that ego and getting feedback from others, you know, that helps. Do you know what I mean? Right. I Agree with me on this. Are you telling me to agree with you? You can't. It's not. Uh, no, because I know you will agree with me on this, but like, I'm just going to say it, right? Say you walk into a bar. You notice when another man's woman looks at you in a certain way because of the way your body is. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I'm in this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm shit and stuff. I'm, I'm in a little bubble. I don't know who is. Don't pick things up. I'm, I'm the shittest. I'm so. Sh- I, I'm, I'm unaware of anyone around me. If I'm with two or three of my friends. That's it. I'm completely. Don't know what's Mate, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. I notice everything when I walk into a room and like there's been times where like you know it depends on how you carry yourself and the energy you bring but basically what I'm trying to say is if you're if you're in good shape you know you work out and you're in good shape you walk into a a bar you know with a well-tailored shirt or whatever people are going to look at you it might mean nothing but they're still going to look because you look fucking good and looking good to what standard well just a societal standard you know big shoulders chest back it's, it's like being superman you know tell you um, what here's something a lot of blokes who are big heavy lads and in great shape if they were the night out and in a bar and they see another lad that's also a big heavy lump that's in great shape they get well arsing they see that as like a alpha male com- excuse me like alpha male competition and they get so arsy with it I'm the opposite. Yeah, I, me too. <laughs> I like, I, I love that. How much do you bench, bro? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm ordering like a pint of protein shake from the bar and stuff. But, oh, I did that one time in Max in Preston. I went into the bar and was like, what are you having, lads? And I just went, oh, I'll just have two scoops of ice away, please. Yeah. And then I flexed that. <laughs> it was the fucking stupidest thing. There's two in there. There's one or the other. They either get dead defensive and dead like, I'm stronger than you, like dead yeah. primal. It. Or it's like, yes, mate. So what gym do you go to? It's pathetic. It's so, but it shows the fragility of people, what they're actually like. They're so self-conscious. Toxic masculinity at its finest. Yeah. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It's like, it's like working the doors and being a big heavy lad on the doors. And then you're getting absolute knobheads coming up to you because they see it's competition. Some see it as, okay, you know, He's, he's, he'll fill me in. And some see it as a case of, right, he's, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust my luck with it. It's crazy. But there's there's definitely a reason. Like, I think men are just, we're, well, we're all primal, aren't we? It's all about... It's just primal. It's animalistic. That's what it is. It's animalistic. Um, and that's, going back to a previous podcast with Amy stuff, what I forgot to say is, it is we are animals and we are animalistic. So, what animals are on this earth and they mate and they have Mini animals, um, did I? I say it's just the way it is. So we're talking about the stereotypical uh, girlfriend, married, kids, dog and stuff. I know that's the stereotypical thing, what we're human beings. That's, we're on this earth. Why are we here? To procreate, are we not? Right. And that's it's- another topic in itself. But why are we here? doesn't matter. You're here. Just experience it. That's what I say to everyone when they question that. Why are we here? What's the reason? And I'm like, you don't need a fucking reason. Just live your life and have a good time. You're still have a max bench. That's what we're here for. Max yeah, bench. I'm here to deadlift 300 kilograms tomorrow. 
What a man. What a mate's Luke. He's got a gym in Preston. And he's, uh, I think I know Luke. Yeah. Luke D. I, work, I worked with him at yeah. Warehouse yeah, back in the day. Mate, he's gone from strength to strength. He's his holes. And yeah, I think my first time deadlifting was with him. I, I remember when I first lifted 180 kilos with him. Yeah. I don't know what to do now, like 405 or something. His missus is like the strongest female. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, um, yeah, she's like professional and whatnot. The, the gym's really good as well, from what I believe. I mean, I, I often do that sort of training, but yeah, it's class. He's, he's a beast. I've seen a video. Fucking strong, man. Well, he's good because it's a sound lovely. Like it. um, what, what time are you on, by the way? Doesn't matter. An hour and eight. Uh, yeah. Got somewhere to be. Yeah, I'm hungry, mate. Yeah? It's gonna get my uh, chicken, chicken and rice and they go where? Is that what you're eating tonight? Chicken, chicken and rice? Pizza, mate. <laughs> I had a pizza tonight as well. Pizza. Chicken and rice pizza. Um, no, pizza. Pepperoni pizza. Buffalo mozzarella cheese tomato. That's what I had. Mozzarella so cheese and tomato pizza. Yeah, but two different kinds of cheese. Uh, that would be a fitness podcast. No, it was just an actual buffalo. <laughs> it was like the animal on my pizza. So I'm going to get, I used to have an obsession with avocados, mate, when I was working with, like, I'm going to get my son to that. Avocados and toast, mate. I know everyone raves about Instagram, it's all these insta pics, but it is. Yeah. Good. Where, there go, uh, mate. I've got loads of salt on mine, loads The of only time I will ever have an avocado is if it's with nachos and cheese. Not che- what, it's only in cinema? Guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. If you look on my Instagram, half my things are food. Food. Yeah, but you, you, you've you just, I think, yeah, you don't really post much, do you? No, I'm, I'm a loser, mate. I'm a loser. I'm old. I'm just past it. I'm, I'm shit at social media. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, uh, I, I'm, I'm past it. The, in bet- the the times in between my posts are like weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, I wish I was like that, you know. You're, I'm you're, like, it's a big part of my life these days, like, especially during lockdown. You're good at it. You know what you're doing. Mate, I'm, I'm not. Mate, I've, I've not. My follower count hasn't gone up in years. Like, I get like 20 likes a post. <laughs> I just like posting content. I, I enjoy it, you know? But There will be people out there, though, that religiously look at your stuff but just don't like it. As in, don't press the like button. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, mate, I, I, when I post a, a YouTube video and I put it on Facebook, I'm like, guys, I really appreciate it if you share or like this. Um, I've got thousands of people on Facebook. Yeah. Like, I mean, fair enough that people might not see it, but there are people that see that and choose not to like it because liking takes a second, mate. I know what you mean. If you look at look at how many viewers we had in the first video, or whatever, whatever it's up to now, and then compare yeah. people that have subscribed or whatever. I mean, not this is the thing though with YouTube. Not everyone has an account, so not everyone can subscribe. But you yeah, I mean, mate, it's like Stone Age. YouTube is life. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, you don't have. It doesn't take any effort to like someone's content. Like, I like all my friends' stuff. Mm. Just because, like, they're my mate and, like, you know, as prophetic as it sounds, it feels good when somebody likes your stuff. You know, dopamine rush. I don't see it and be like, I'm not going to like that. You know, what? but there will be people out there that, that choose not to. Yeah. Like, mm. I'm not liking that. Yeah, it takes two minutes. Like, it doesn't might, even take, it takes like, two seconds. Yeah, I, I'm, I like loads of stuff on Facebook. I'm not even aware, you know, businesses and stuff like that. I'm never going to use that business, but I like it. That's it. You know? 
Um, yeah. I do, I do think social media, especially Instagram, is really good though, especially for fitness, in maintaining accountability, mm-hmm. consistency. So, for example, people use Instagram as like a log. So they'll be like, oh, this is me now. And they'll post a few workouts, a few, a few pictures of foods and stuff. And as the years go on, you see them develop into this Adonis. And it's just, and if Instagram wasn't there, it's a shame, but if Instagram wasn't there, they may not as be as consistent as they were being. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, they put it on and, you know, they get the feedback and that obviously drives them to do more. And, you know, girls put pictures on and boys put pictures on and they get good feedback, they get good likes. Therefore, they're more likely to work harder in the next picture. You know, the main improvements and stuff like that. I want to talk a bit more. I mean, we won't be on for too much longer. I know you want to go off and eat, but I wanted to touch a bit more on this personal training thing because I feel like I slightly misrepresented myself, right? Here we so, go. There's no editing in these videos. So you have oh, to, yeah. Like, I judged you. I, I sent a text saying, what a bell in this, honestly. Do I care, though? Be yourself. Right, listen to this. Before you start, by the way, this chair, so I sit on my kitchen stool and swing like this. I can't yeah, stop. You mentioned, you mentioned, I think I think it's a thing now. So during every episode, you're just gonna have you have to. So people messaged me and said, "Oh, you need to, great podcast. You stop swinging your chair. Fuck off. I like yeah. it. I do it. <laughs> I do it now. Anyway, so, yeah, go on. Leave yourself. I'm gonna sit here with a straight face. Go. <laughs> right. So straight face. Go. So for anyone that doesn't really stop doing that, mate, right. right. So I, I was a personal trainer in 2016, right. For me, I enjoyed it, right. Helping people get, gives me a proper hard on, you know, uh, not literally, but you get the picture. Don't get the picture. Don't think about it. Please get that image out of your head, everyone. But anyway, I enjoyed helping people is what I'm trying to say. Helping people was like, you know, when someone gets excited because they did more reps or more weight, it's such a nice feeling. And yeah, my issue and why I stopped personal training, one reason was I worked at Pure Gym, right? It cost me to go to work. I, I, I wasn't paying rent. I was doing the 15 hours a week, you know, doing classes and stuff. But it cost me money to go to work. I had to pay for the car park because there wasn't a free car park there. And I couldn't, like, I was thinking, right, if I, because at the time I was living at home, I wasn't making money. I could go a whole week and make fuck all. And then that put, it put me off, mate, to be honest with you. So I was like, ah, this is not happening. So I went to travel, came back, and then I got a job in a hotel. So I was on a minimum wage job, but I could also train people, which was a lot better. But the hotel took nearly all of my wage all of the money i got from someone and it just the more i looked at it and the more i looked at the bigger picture there's there's so many personal trainers out there man so many and for someone like me who's not the most social person not the best with people i can talk one-on-one but in groups i'm the quietest guy in the room i just didn't see myself being successful as a personal trainer i'd do it as a hobby i'd help my mates out i'd do it for fun but I couldn't see myself making a business. I mean, maybe, just maybe in the future, maybe. But for me, the competition is way too much. There's just too many out now. Do you know what I mean? I do know. I do know what you mean. Um, I just think anyone can do it. Like you can. Why would they want to 
choose you when there's got this really attractive female personal trainer or male personal trainer on Instagram that's doing online coaching. And people buy into personality. They don't buy into your knowledge. So I just didn't see myself competing with that. I agree. I, I, I did it to, I did it just to supplement my, my salary from my no, day job, you know, just to get a bit more and that's it. But again, I was, I wasn't losing money, but it was not financially feasible. I, I was, it just wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the time. I really enjoyed it, but again, it's the same as you. It wasn't my career. My career was my normal career. It's yeah. just, you know, supplementation on top of it. Um, yeah. If it wasn't my career, like there's the PTs at the, the gym that I'm at now, I think two of them work like 7 a.m. Some of them, I think, I think Matt works maybe like 7 a.m. through till 9 p.m. Like yeah. And obviously his, his career is that they do stuff outside the gym as well and with him. He's, he's got his head screwed right on. So he's going to yeah. have a massive career of that. I, I'd never get to that point because it wasn't my career. It was my, it was my add-on job. But I know yeah. before that, I love with it. Like, before that, I love with anything. You know, yeah. So. I think I just got fed up and I was like, right, I'm not making money. I was trying for years, mate, and I was just, two years. I wasn't making money. And then I decided to go back to uni and, you know, got my d- d- degree in graphic design. And I could see, I could see that being, you know, yeah, you can't you can't kid yourself and do something that you know is not going to make you money. So you, then you're a mug. You're yeah, flogging a dead horse. You're just working at something, knowing the end result will not be what you want it to be. Because also, I mean, think about it this way. I mean, unless you're really well established in social media, say if you got a, a, a you're a personal trainer in your local gym, and you want to move away because you know you you just want to move away or you have to move away or whatever. You've got to start your your business all over again, yeah. and it's not like you can take off where you went because you've left all the clientele. And it just it scared me to be honest with you. I think being a personal trainer, it looks good on your Instagram bio, and it is good. Like you know, it's a good, really well rewarding job. And if you know how to do it right, great. But it is so hard yeah. to make a successful career on that alone. I yeah. think so. Hats off to people that are personal trainers. And, and actually making money and not secretly living off the parents because it's hard, mate. Yeah, there's, there's a lad around here called Andrew. He's EPTs and he's, he's class as well. He's very, very good on social media, very um, interactive with people. He, he videos his sort of our sessions whilst we're in lockdown. He's great. He's, he's good. But there are people, like we said earlier on, that will put a few pictures up of their arse and be like, Six week um, booty shave class or whatever, and the, the people pay it. People pay it. They've never spoken to this PT online ever, maybe via emails. I'm fucking paying money. Do you want to know what my pet peeve is, Ollie? Great plan. There's your training. Go for it. Let, let me know how you get on in a week. Oh, yeah. It's my, one of my, it gets me generally angry. No, my, but, what gets me angry is when people put their transformation photos of the client, right? But in the after picture, they're wearing high-waisted leggings. Right, yeah. Because that's hiding yeah. what's in the first picture. It's like, yeah, they may have lost a bit, a couple of pounds, but, you know, the, the, the most important thing for a transformation picture, there has to be a transformation. Don't put two pictures side by side and they look the same. Um, but that's just me. That's just my opinion. I've seen um, people putting transformation pictures on and when you look at that picture and you zoom and you can see it's been warped 
we're not talking about professional walk, like professional editing here. We're talking they've got an app on the phone and they've walked certain areas of that picture. It 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 doesn't make me cringe, but it's like you're literally kidding yourself. You know what I think that's down to though. I think a lot of that is down to insecurity and wanting to look better than you actually are. Um, like they might like for example, I know some girls that edit their photos so much mm-hmm. and it's because they're insecure. Yeah. Like and guys do it too. Guys fucking do it too. But don't, don't get me wrong here, I'm not being a knob. Everyone edits the pictures. But when I'm talking about warping the pictures, yeah. you know, like I, I tell you what, I'm not gonna call them out. I have got someone on my Instagram and I have shown people before because that person, male or female, put pictures on and they've clearly and then if you zoom in you can see like, oh, that wall behind is a bit bent, isn't it? Mm. As in, like, round where certain parts of the body are. They've literally cropped the picture and brought it in like that. But if mm. I can see it, and I know nothing about, like, if yeah. I can see it, then surely thousands of people are going to look at it and think, you're a mug. What the yeah. fuck? Or, I, don't, I don't feel bad for them, but it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. That looks terrible. Like, <sighs> It reminds me, like, I mean, I don't know. But... I think people are always going to do that. Like, for example, before before social media, magazine covers were like they edited the fuck out of everything, didn't they? Different level, though. That's different level. I get that 100%. That leaks yeah. stuff. I completely agree with that. Everyone puts, excuse me, everyone puts filters on their Instagram pictures, normal filters. But if you're um, just, you know, you're new to it and you're warping parts of your picture to make your arms bigger or your hips smaller or whatever and it's that obvious and the table like behind you is fucking bent like that <laughs> honestly <laughs> it's that bad I yeah i tell you what you know, I'll, I'll talk to you after this actually <laughs> <laughs> have we have we touched everything i think that the majority of this episode has been based on personal training hasn't it yeah. more than anything um it's chat just just real talk mate i've noticed there's a few other real talk podcasts lurking on youtube have you noticed absolutely what the fuck are they doing i'm getting them done mate there's only one real talk podcast and that's this sending the heavies around um Um, we we actually might need to look into that though talk about all this stuff in another podcast a bit more taboo things taboo things with the gym in terms of supplementation and stuff we'll raise we'll raise that at some point supplementation Supplementation, because a lot of people don't know about that. In fact, yeah. we, we could link that into the sort of alcohol and you know drugs and that, what sort of lifestyle. Whenever we talk about that, um, yeah, yeah, we'll link it into that one. Yeah. So I think we've touched up on a lot. We've touched up on personal training, our own fitness journeys, and again, like every episode, I always have this horrible feeling when we reach towards the end that as soon as I click end. There's going to be some shit that I'm like, oh, could have said that. Yeah. Got that. Life, isn't it? That's life. Just, just life, yeah. arguing for someone, you walk away and you think, oh, fuck, I should have said that. Yes. Can't, can't go back and say, oh, uh, before uh, we finish, and I'm like, fuck <laughs> off, one more thing to say. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to add to this, Ollie? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I think I've said pretty much most most of the things we'll um we'll call it a day on this episode then a nice hour and 20 just about a bit more than that so thank you for everyone that was listening tuning in we appreciate it leave a comment because we are i think most people listen to this podcast on youtube 
even though we are on Apple Podcasts now. Yeah. I don't know. YouTube's the one, I'm telling you. I'm, not, I'm addicted to YouTube. Get to see our faces. Need to invest in some mics soon as well. I know, we need to invest in some mics. I, I, I think we should get a microphone before we hit episode 10. Okay. Like 15 quid on Amazon. Uh, I'm not yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, so- that is a day. Nice one. See you later, guys. See you later, Ollie. Bye.